So this episode of The Greatest Voice was motivated by the death of Michaela Brent, a nine-year-old girl who was slain during a drive-by in Mama Maze Park in Del Paso Heights, Sacramento. This really hurt my core because my mother and my sister stay in the same neighborhood. I have a lot of family from the same neighborhood. So, you know, I just, um, it just hit me a little bit harder than it just hit me hard. So I had a whole conversation about this. I took the audio and I posted this on the main podcast. So rest in peace to her. My condolences to her family from the bottom of my heart. And uh, let's go. And good evening. And good evening this afternoon. Good evening. Shout out to every single player of ears that's listening to me live. Uh, my name is The Greatest Voice. And so I'm going to let you know right now, this is going to be a very real and honest conversation I'm about to have. If you are not ready to have this conversation about just, you know, what's going on in our communities, the victims of this senseless shit that's happening in our communities, the lives lost because the millions, Thousands of lives lost because this little girl, rest in peace, Michaela Brent, is just one of the hilltop of bodies that have died due to gang violence, due to gun violence in our communities. Um, and when I have this conversation, I understand that we are not having this conversation to compare death at the hands of gun violence or gang bullshit in our communities to Black Lives Matter. We're not comparing that. These are two totally different conversations. Cops killing us versus our own killing us versus the war that we are waging in our own communities within our within our with our own people. These are totally different conversations. So let's just start where the catalyst of this was for me. Rest in peace to nine-year-old Michaela Brent. For those who do not know, this is a beautiful young black girl. Nine years old, she was slain in Mama's Park, Mama Mays Park, in this like kind of like the center of Del Paso Heights. Um, somebody pulled up. They was looking for a nigga. They just started drawing down, started shooting, and whoever they were shooting, apparently they missed or he lived, and this little girl got hurt and got killed, along with another woman and another child was with him at the same time. They're uh, as far as I know, they are still alive right now. So my my hopes for them. My well wishes for her grandmother. My well wishes for her family. I know that is some hard shit to fix. Even when my ass forgets about this and moves on in life, that's something that's going to be just a hole in your heart that you lost somebody, particularly somebody who had their whole life ahead of them. This story touched me, and I hate to say this because this is, this, is, this is the most American thing you can probably say. This story touched me so much because... My mother and my two baby sisters live in that same neighborhood. They lived ain't but two or three streets away from where she got killed at. And it would make me piss the fuck off if I have to call off of work and take my money and put my money together and scramble up and do go fundraisers and car washes to get a funeral together for my sisters to die because my sisters got killed just because you were looking for some nigga and found the wrong person and wherever you wherever you found this nigga for, let's just have the first conversation let's hop right into this I do not condone gun violence. I do not condone gun violence or gang violence. With that being said, nigga, if you wanted to kill this nigga so badly, then 
Why didn't you follow him to his house, follow his car, stop in the church and chicken parking lot with him? Why are you spraying in a whole fucking parking lot with no regard for the kids that's there, with no, for no regard to anybody else who's there? And that's what makes me upset. To just focus on this girl for a minute, and I can't say that I cannot stress this enough. My condolences go out to her family. My heart goes out to them because that is some hard shit to get over. That is some hard shit to know that your nine-year-old daughter, she is gone for some shit that literally had nothing the fuck to do with her. And that hurts my heart in and of itself. Just with her situation. Shout out to Regina Gibbons who said Mama Mark Spark. Hey, shout out to Regina. Very talented comedian in Sacramento. Much love to her. That hurts my fucking soul. I'm not going to the depths and the specifics of what I heard the motivation behind the shooting is. I'm going to just say this. I'll repeat this right now. Most of y'all niggas is beefing in the North area. Most of you niggas that are beefing in Sacramento. Most of y'all neighborhoods ain't but five streets away from each other. If it is so serious that you really feel you need to get a gun and pick it up and go shoot this nigga in a public setting, you could have easily followed this nigga's car to his mama's house and got at him that way. You could have easily confronted this nigga by himself. I'm pretty sure you have some good idea where you nigga, where these niggas stay at. They put their damn street in every IG caption. I'm from 35th and whatever, whatnot. I'm from 2-3, whatever. So you could have easily, you could have easily did that. But you took it upon yourself to say, fuck it, I'm just going to shoot up the whole fucking park. That is not gangster. That ain't gangster. That ain't real. This situation even hurt. What made the double layer of this was when this happened, I was in Oak Park. I was at the big park in Oak Park, McClatchy Park. They had just revealed this memorial wall, this memorial in Oak Park. And shout out to Walter, Walter Barber. He was painted. He had did all these paintings of the wall. There's all these people who were my uncles on that wall. Rest in peace, my uncle Jermaine Mosby. Of all these beautiful people who were on the wall, who whether they were just factors or whether they just were people who got slain by gun violence, whatever, whatnot, they're on this wall. And I remember it was a woman who came up there. I forgot her name. I think her name was Shaniqua, but she told me, she went on that stage and talked about how she lost both of her sons to gun violence, to bullshit just in a two-year period, like in a two- to three-year period. I forgot what the exact number it was. That shit was insane to me. All these people coming in. So it hit an extra layer hearing that. It hit an extra layer for me hearing that, like hearing that. And then when I get on my motorcycle and I'll go up to the north because it was my mom's birthday on on Saturday. I didn't even know that little girl I got shot until I came back to Gaul. I live in Gaul. I was in Del Paso Heights a few hours after that happened because I went to go see my mom because her birthday was the same day. And I go up there, I come back, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So, and this next thing, like I can say, I, thank you, Ebony Johnson. My thing is, like I said, I, these wars between our neighborhoods need to stop. That's the thing. These wars between our neighborhood need to stop. Most of these little niggas out here in their 20s, and well, I'm not 20, but in my 20s, teens, or whatever, whatnot, we beefing over neighborhoods that have been beefing, and we don't even remember what the fuck. My, my auntie, 50 years old, she told me the Heights and Oak Park been beefing since she was a kid. I got a cousin who's in the 40s. This nigga told me G Parkway and Oak Park been beefing since he was a kid. Half these kids is 15, 14 now that are from Oak Park, but are scared to go on Mac Road at certain hours of the day. They have that fear over shit that has nothing to do with them in a realistic sense of things. So it's retarded to me. 
I used to, and, and, and it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. You know, it's deeper than just saying stop the violence because reality is, is like, and this is why when I have this conversation, I'm trying to have this conversation set aside from the Black Lives Matter conversation. There are a lot of niggas in these, scenar- in these scenarios who it's hard for me to just say stop the violence because essentially what I am saying to quite a lot of niggas who are out there right now, some of them are my cousins, or I'm basically saying, hey, I know that a nigga from their side killed your uncle, shot your brother, but what you know what you need to do? For the greater good, you just need to let it go. Hey, I know dude over there was a dude who would do a whoop. Or better yet, I know even though you don't know who did it, I know you pretty sure that you know they know the niggas who did it and they ain't saying anything, but you have to let it go for the greater good. So when you have a converse, when you have a conversation about stopping the violence or whatever, whatnot in the community, I even as a man, you know, I'll take some of y'all suggestions too as well. I don't know what to do to stop that because it's deeper than just it is deeper than just neighborhood robbery. You know, it's a lot of dead bodies behind this. It's this it is a lot of it is a lot of dead bodies in between this. We have a lot of cousins, uncles and nieces and whatever whatnot that have been slain in this. I I I am under the impression and I could be wrong, I am under the impression that the shooting and the manners that happened right after that shooting in Del Paso Heights was in response to the Heights shooting. That's the impression that I have in the scenario. I could be totally wrong, but it goes both ways. The thing about black people, and this is this is a this is a, a, a good quality about us and a bad quality. As black people, we are so passionate about our own. God knows we are so passionate about our own. You know, I used to when I used to talk about like when I would have conversations with black people about black lives about what white people about black lives matter. And when you have conversations with white people about black lives matter, the first thing they always say is, "Well, if all black lives matter, why don't we talk about gun violence? Why don't black lives matter when they're killed by each other?" You know why we don't talk about why black lives why about the black lives when they're killed by each other? Because nine times out of ten. If a nigga gets killed by another nigga, his niggas will go kill that nigga. Y'all, y'all, for y'all from the hood, y'all know what I'm saying. Nine times out of ten, if the nigga, if I'm gonna tell you right now, if I get killed today, if somebody shoot me right now, I promise you, my uncle, my my family's riding for me. I promise you, it's right. He riding, they riding for me regardless. If I die, I stay out of trouble. I ain't got a police circle, but I'll tell you, I got some niggas behind me that they are willing to ride for me. Now, with that also being said. It's different when a cop does it because there's a wall put there. You can't go to war with the law in the country. For one, that's just it's impossible. So I do think there is a portion. There's a certain amount of helplessness, helplessness we feel when we are killed by the law. But in this situation, where we're preying on each other, we're predatorizing each other. Is I don't know, man. It's fucking this. I don't know how to stop. I don't know. I can't tell you how to stop that. You know. I can't tell you how to stop that. I don't know how to, I don't know how to tell, I don't know how to tell a bunch of 18, 19, 20 and 22 year and 23 year olds to forget all of their dead homies. I don't know how to tell them that. I don't know how to tell them to forget all of this for the greater good. I don't know how to tell them, hey, forget them niggas that made you bite the curb when you was in high school and just let them be and be on peace. I don't know how to do that. I don't, hell. I remember when Nipsey Hussle died in L.A. and they had a peace treaty between the Rolling Six and the Eight Trey Gangster Crips. But like I said, I got told niggas when I first heard about it, it's way too many dead niggas. It's way too many dead niggas in between those two gangs for that shit to be resolved just because Nipsey Hussle died. So, you know, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know, I don't know. I just want to see. I just don't want to see. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I hate that, man. I just hate that. I hate seeing ice. I hate just seeing just young niggas just throw themselves at it. There was this dude. I don't want to put his name out there. Good cat. Good nigga. And he banged. He banged. Um, he's one of those little stars niggas from the South. And he put a post on IG. He was locked up with his nigga. I ain't going to say what jail it is to give y'all an example of where, where it was at. But he was like, yeah, you feel me? This my nigga since day one, nigga. We went to, we went to Samuel. I forgot what that middle school is in, in, in the South area. But we went to Samuel. What do whoop together? And what do whoop? This my nigga. You feel me? And what do whoop? And they both in jail right now. He doing 12 years. Another nigga got like, a, like five more years. And I, damn that. But shout out to Regina Seven said, too many illegal guns and drugs in America. That's an issue as well, too. But I think, I don't know. You know, she, shout out to Regina Gavin. She brought up that issue about too many illegal guns and drugs in America. I feel that's an issue, but it's hard because I feel like in California, if you illegalize, if you make, the harder you make it to get guns, I feel like people are still going to find a way to get guns. When you go to these communities, how can I put this in a way? Fuck it, I'm just going to say it. Poor people are going to be poor. When you go to these hoods, when you go to these neighborhoods, whether you have guns, whether you have knives, the same reason why in Britain they have a hard time getting guns because guns are illegal there, but they just have a bunch of stabbers and shit. You're going to have dumb people in all these core, poor communities just do stupid shit. It's something about, it is something about humans on a primal level. When you have, it's the same reason why when you go to Stockton, when you go to Stockton, you see the Asians. When you have two groups of poor ass people within proximity of each other, they're going to fight each other. And I don't know what that is about humans. It's the same thing when you go to Stockton. Them poor ass Asian, the fucking Filipino Crips and Asian Crip niggas, them niggas beef. The Mexican niggas and Norangos and Sarangos, them niggas beef. You taking the poorest of all of our, our cliques and beefing. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know why humans do that. For me as a black man, my main concern is black people, is my people doing that because a lot of my cousins, a lot of my family still live in these same neighborhoods. A lot of my family is walking these same streets. A lot of my family is in these in these areas. So when my sisters grow up, if they still stay in the Heights, when they raise their sons, I don't want them to be influenced by it. I don't want my sisters to be shot by this. So I have to care about this. I have to care about this more. I... I have to care about this shit a little bit more because it affects me at most. You know, my, my brother's in jail right now. I don't know when that get out. So I have to care about this shit because Regina Gibbons said the black market. Yeah. Yeah. These niggas, these niggas, these niggas, these niggas in, in, in these streets, these niggas is getting these automatic machine guns and fucking, uh, they getting shit. I remember in Oakland, this was like a few months ago in Oakland, they were doing something where they got a, they had got a 3d printer and they were 3D printing pieces to guns. And them niggas was going wild. This was like in January. So, like I said, I have to care about this stuff. Because like I said, it affects my people. It affects the people who look like me. It affects my sons when I have sons. It's gonna, sons are going to affect my daughters when I have daughters. And it's affecting my sisters and my mother because it's happening around them. It's affecting my brothers and whatever, whatnot. But, I, I, you know, I don't know which, I don't know which, I don't know which way to... I don't know how to derail that. I don't know how to derail. I don't know how to derail that, especially, you know, I, you know, my dad, shout out to my dad. He does this program called United and Guided. I want you, if anybody out there, if you want to get involved in social activism, shout out my father's group, uh, United and Guided. But it's because you can talk to, you know, you can talk to these kids all day. But when you go back home, you know, it's like. 
Because when I was in school, we had that. When I was in school, they used to have the dude in school who would come to our school. This was when I lived in Montgomery, Alabama. Shout out everybody from Montgomery, Alabama if they watched this afterwards. They used to have the dude that would come to our school from the state prison up the street and talk to us and tell us why the streets wasn't good and why this, et cetera, et cetera. And some of us listened. I did. But it is hard when you go back home and in the hood, the standard of being a man in our neighborhoods is how many bodies you got, how real you are, how many shootings you did. Like that, that is a standard, you know, like most of my uncles and most of my older family members who participated in that life. That was the coolest thing about them. It's like when we used to come home and see them, these niggas got fucking uh, enemy gangs crossed out on their arms and stuff like that. And they, and they banging and stuff. I used to be lit, but you know, or even when you said like, so I don't know. I don't, I think the bigger issue, I think the bigger issue that we have I guess in black culture, I guess, is whether we want to be honest with it or not, we do put the we do put the standard for the average black man to be like there was a that where was a guy I was talking to, uh this was like four years ago. This was like when I was uh just got back to sack. And I told somebody this. I my my dream, if I could have a dream for black people in general, and I hate to now I'm gonna close the podcast out after this, because this can be my last thing when I say about this. I do not want my culture, I do not want my culture to be synonymous with poverty. I do not want my culture to be synonymous with poverty. I love the idea of black neighborhoods. I love the idea of black streets. I love all that. That's why I love that fucking mural in Oak Park. But I hate the idea of that when people think about black, they think of poor, they think of the gutter. Like, why can't the eye, when you think of black people, why can't we think of living in nice upper middle class mansions or why can't that why can't that be the standard for us and the thing saddest thing about that is we don't expect that standard from ourselves we don't expect that standard from ourselves we expect to have to we expect to be from the gutter we expect that the standard is is you supposed to be a street nigga you supposed to have excess amount of bodies you're supposed to do what you like there is a significant amount of us that has an expectation on us. That's why when you go to Elk Grove and you go to Roseville and you go to Antelope, even outside the hood, you see these little kids. Ask ask all these niggas, ask all these niggas from Old Park, from the Paso Heights, from Meadowview, how many kids they have that have grown up in the pocket, that have grown up in Elk Grove. If they in Berkeley, damn it, grew up in a nice area of Berkeley. If they from Vallejo, nigga, grew up in Glen Clove, but because their dad was from Crestside or because their mom or whatever was from the hillside. They wanted to fit in with that portion of that part of their family, and and nothing about it is like you can still like black people. We can black people. We can still be saucy. We can still be saucy. We can still be cool. We can be the life of the party. We can be all this. We dope. We charismatic. We beautiful, and all this other stuff. We all this, but like we can we can be all that. That's cool, but we don't have to take the ignorance with us. You know, I I used to go to the house parties in El Grove, and I used to see them niggas beef and funk out there. All them little um oh. Uh, all the motherfuckers who was on those who was standing in them low income the little low income few houses that they had in Elk Grove that you could get for low income. I remember them parties. I remember them niggas from Metaview who was they lived in the pocket, but they would say they were met from Metaview and stuff like that. Like you know, that's the cool the cool thing about our cultural black people is we have we have so much influence, we have so much power, we have so much greatness. That the problem with that is we don't understand the influence and the power that we have when it comes to that. So it's like I don't know. I just um, to spin this back and just to spin this back before I turn this off. You know, rest in peace, Michaela Grant. Rest in peace, every other. Rest in peace, everybody, 
any child out there or anybody that died at the hand of gun violence or whatever, whatever situation when nigga, they weren't even the person being targeted. They weren't even the person. Like, that's just so retarded. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I've never got, I'm going to be honest. And this is, I've never got, I will never get that shit. Like, I, you niggas really act like y'all 55 streets away. You niggas act like y'all really like, these niggas be, I, Strawberry Manners and Del Paso Heights literally ain't but four streets away from each other. These little these streets literally are not but four streets away from each other. Like, they're literally four. Y'all have to understand. People who are not from Sacramento, y'all have to understand. These streets are literally four streets away from each other. It's not that. It's the, and it's the same shit with Metaview and Oak Park. Nigga, I can stand. I can tell you something. This is sound stupid. I can stand on top of a rooftop in Oak Park, pull a telescope out, and nigga, and see Metaview Market. These streets are not like, why are y'all acting like y'all, why are y'all acting like y'all are from totally different fucking planets? And then if you want to know the shit that kills me the most about all this shit, the shit that kills me about this more than anything else. And trust me, nigga, I have lived in Vallejo, California. I've lived in Sacramento, California. I've lived in Montgomery, Alabama. This shit never fails. And I tell black people this all the fucking time. If you are black... If your family is from a city, if you are really from the city that you're claiming, blood, it is impossible. It is impossible that your whole fucking entire family is from this neighborhood. It is impossible. This neighborhood that you got fucking beef with across the way or wherever they from, I promise you, you got some cousins there. I promise you, your grandma stay there. I promise you, I got family throughout all throughout Oak Park. I got family through. I'm bringing up my mom and sisters because those are, those are the only motherfuckers that I talk to on a regular basis. I got family from farms. I got family in the Heights. I got family in Manners. I got my I, one of my greatest uncles. Honestly, stay in Meadowview. My like I have family all over. So to me, it always sounded insane that y'all are talk. You niggas are talking about each other's neighborhoods like these are fucking aliens. You've never seen these people before. Like, Nigga, I know I cannot be the only one. And it, it was it was the same thing when I lived in Vallejo. When I lived in Vallejo, shout out to everybody from Vallejo. When I lived in Vallejo, I remember I stayed in South Vallejo, I stayed on Porter Street, I stayed in East Vallejo. These niggas from the crest acted like niggas from South Vallejo and nigg- niggas from South Vallejo and niggas from Hillside that we were so different and we were so this and that and niggas was whack because we listened to E40. Nigga, my uncle and my nigga, my uncle and my aunt stayed in, cre- in the crest. A lot of my cousins say in the crest. When I took my black ass to Montgomery, Alabama, my uncles and aunts in the crest, we all went together. We just went in different trucks, but we all went. So I don't get like it's imp- you guys are you guys are acting like y'all are coming from totally different planets. Y'all like even yeah, I don't know. And I, and I, and I guess that when you, you can have a whole conversation about that. You can have a conversation about where we fuck up in our culture with that. You can have a conversation about where the rappers fuck up with that. Like, and I'll tell you straight up, like I, like I love Mozzie. I love Mozzie's music. I love listening to Shooter Gang Corn. I love Babyface Gunner. But the shit I don't like, and it ain't just them. It is not just them because other niggas do this as well too. Y'all niggas start all this shit in these songs, and these niggas get killed for it. Y'all start all these shit. Shout out to Regina Givens said went to elementary school together. Y'all start all this shit in these songs. These little niggas get killed for it. And it's the same thing in New York. It is the same. It is the same thing in New York. It's the same thing in Port. I'm listening. I'm listening to these motherfuckers. You, 
you it's cool for you to rap about this shit. It is okay for you to talk about this shit because nigga, you are in LA. You are in LA. You can you can you can get on your plane and go home. These niggas cannot go home. They have they go home and they ain't still in the hood, so they can't they can't it's retarded. Shout that many Johnson said fourth eye beef with twelfth beef with thirty third. That's even more stupid than the shit I just said. That's even that nigga, yeah, I do know about that, but that is even more stupid than the, than the example I just made. That is just retarded. You you niggas now you niggas is literally a corner away from each other. Like I never got that, but it's like, it's, it is, it is the stupidest. It is just retarded to me. Like, so, and you know, that, that's, that's a big thing too. I used to, and I used to always say, I used to always, when people used to get at rappers for like, cause at, at this point, at this point right now, if you're under the age of 50 or 50 or under, you grew up as a fan of hip hop. And most of us grew up in hip-hop. Most of us grew up as fans of hip-hop. And we used to always try to defend hip-hop against everybody. Oh, it's okay. You don't understand. I know this is misogynistic and all that other shit. But you don't understand. It's great. And I still listen to hip-hop. Like I said, I'm probably... I'm going to the gym right now. I'm probably going to turn on Mozzie when I, when, I, when I go to the gym right now. But, like I keep saying the same... Like I keep saying the same thing. There has to be some accountability. Because these niggas are being killed for these lyrics. These niggas are being killed for these bars. And, like... But these rappers, they either get to go home. It's the, some of the rappers being killed too. I remember it was a song. There is this dude. I listen to his music a lot too. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm 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 part of the problem too. I'm listening to this nigga's music. His name is Murder Gang PB from Murder Gang PD from Fort Dallas, Fort Murder. Sorry, Fort Worth. This nigga was dissing this dude called uh, J J Dub. J Dub got killed in March. He came up with a diss song about this nigga. It came out two months ago, and this nigga said in this song, he said. J Dub was the only nigga from Ape Gang that was really stepping. Ha! Nigga to a death wish. And the beat just drops again and all the niggas in the video just start dancing and shit again. It's like the it's like the and great song. It's a great song. But nigga, you are talking about somebody's kid. You are talking about somebody's kid. And truth be told, how many other niggas from your clique got hit up because you said that shit? So it's it's like a recurring pattern, you know? It's you know, I I pray for everybody, man. I pray for everybody. I'm not going to keep talking about this shit because it just keeps getting me up emotional. But I do want to see some kind of change. I do want to see some change. And I think it comes from the leaders in our community. I personally do not like the idea that from all of our respective hoods and neighborhoods or whatever, the rappers tend to be the leaders. But nigga, it is what it is right now. It is what it is. I don't I don't like the idea that if you're from South Sacramento, somehow Lavish D in your mind represents y'all and y'all struggle. But nigga, hey, it is what it is right now. I don't like the idea that if you're from Oak Park, you feel that Mozzie represents you. I don't know, like I don't like the fact that if you're from the Paso Ice, you feel that D Steed is the representative just because that nigga make fire music. But it is what it is. I would love to see these quote unquote leaders of these communities all these communities say hey man you know what at the end of the day bro this shit's getting too serious something has to change and like i said i said this in the beginning i understand bro when it's dead nigga when it's dead bodies in between these beefs when it's uh, problems i understand bro i understand it's easy for me just to get on this podcast and say hey bro y'all should resolve shit because none of my dead niggas was killed by y'all niggas so i understand that I'm out here. I'm like I said, I come, I bounced back and forth growing up. So none of my core niggas that got killed are in California. But I know it's hard for me just to say that. But something's got to change. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. And it has to start with us. Like we, it has to, it has to, 
we have to start holding each other accountable in our committee. Something has to change. I keep saying that. We can't just... Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm just going to tell you what's going to happen. Because I'm seeing in Oak Park how in Oak Park, they gentrify in Oak Park and all them fucking mid, uh, hips, tipsters and shit is moving there. I'm going to tell you what's happened. Y'all niggas in Oak Park going to get kicked out. They're going to put y'all niggas in a housing project that they're going to build close and closer to North Sacramento. And then then it's going to be some real shit. Cause I don't know what it like. I, that's the thing. I, that's the thing I never liked about. That's another thing I never liked about when you had beef between different neighborhoods. It's like half of y'all niggas don't even own these houses, bro. Like I remember when I lived in when I lived in my grandma. I stayed in a neighborhood called Bel Air. It was on the east side. And shout out to my nigga. That's that's that. And I remember when we stayed out there, the niggas from they had a housing project in our neighborhood called Two Lane Court. Tulane Court, they built another housing project across the street called Tulane Gardens, and these niggas used to funk and fight with each other. And the whole time I kept thinking is, nigga, y'all niggas, y'all niggas are really fighting over low, y'all niggas, y'all took, y'all mamas, all y'all mamas wrote the same low, in, low income goddamn application to get in the apartment. Like, how are y'all fighting over this shit? Like, what, is, that, is, it, is it just me thinking this? Is it just me? Like, is it just me? Is, am I the only nigga, if I the only nigga who think this is just crazy? Y'all niggas, y'all, we all, all our mamas signed the same goddamn application. Some of y'all niggas was in line with each other when they, when y'all was in the office together. Like, are y'all fucking serious? Like, it, that, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's just, I don't know. Hey, man, just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Shout out to everybody who listens. Rest in peace to Michaela Brent. Rest in peace to anybody whose family, family member was lost at the hands of gun violence, man. And just, I, it's just, it's just, just retarded, bro. It's, it's just retarded.